Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today in our studies in the book of 1 Thessalonians. And we are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 10, which says, And indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. So we, we've been looking at this issue when we studied verse number 9 about the demonstration of love that they were supposed to have towards the other individuals who are members of the body of Christ today and how the Apostle Paul knew that he did not have to write unto them anything about that because they had an understanding of things that they knew how it was that the Word of God was supposed to be working out in them. We saw this from things of, for example, if you... Here in 1 Thessalonians, we turn back to chapter number 2 for a moment. And we read here in verse number 13, which says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, we know and understand how the Word of God can only have an impact on those who are believers. You know, so for those who have put their trust in the gospel message for today, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures, and the simple fact that our belief in that work gives us eternal life today, those are the individuals that can have the Word of God working in them. So when Paul's talking here and looking at this issue of that they're doing this towards all the brethren, he knows that they're having this demonstration of this, that they're having the issue of what we see. Let's turn over to the book of Philemon. And we're going to read here in the book of Philemon, verse number 6, where it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, the only things that are good in us are the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we look, you know, there's nothing of ourselves that can actually ever truly be identified as being good in the eyes of God. Individuals might think that there's something good about them, but the true reality of things is there is nothing good of us. Anything that is good is going to come from Christ in us. When God sees us, he sees his son in us. When 
We're looking at the issues of how it is that we're to be living our life, how we're to be demonstrating the word. We see this in, over here in the book of Galatians in chapter number 2. And to read here verse number 20, which is, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, the life that we're living today, if we're truly following the doctrine which has been given unto us, and that doctrine that we find in the books of Romans through Philemon, if we're truly following that doctrine, then it's Christ living in us and through us that's really the issue, and it's never us. It can never be what we're doing because it's never about our works. That's why, for by grace ye saved through faith and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Now, yes, in verse 10, Paul starts talking about the good works that we, it was ordained that we should walk in them. The good works are not part of our salvation. The good works are the fact that we're to be demonstrating those things because of the fact that we're saved. Because we're allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to live in us and through us. Because of the fact that we're demonstrating the righteousness which is there. Let's go over to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 for a moment. And we're going to see Paul demonstrate this righteousness here. When he says at the very end of the chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21... For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That we are made to be his righteousness. So when God the Father looks at us, he doesn't see us. He sees his Son in us. He sees his righteousness and sees that being demonstrated hopefully in our lives by us living this out and that's why Paul can say here to this assembly in Thessalonica that they were doing it toward all the brethren so there wasn't a restriction on who it was they were doing it towards they were doing it towards everyone Anyone that was is identified as being part of the brethren, which is anyone that has received salvation, these are the individuals that Paul is speaking about. And he's specifically talking about a region here, the region of Macedonia, and using this as the example of that this is who it is that they're demonstrating this love towards and you see how the scriptures keep going back to this issue of this region that Paul's making a reference to and this region this is a Roman province that's 
you know, just north of Greece. And we see how, you know, the book of Acts is going to make reference to this area. You're going to see Paul pull it back in his epistles over and over again, talking about Macedonia, because this was a region that they had traveled to, that they had ministered to. For example, let's go over into the book of Acts. We're going to read a couple passages where Luke is speaking about this region here. We're going to look at Acts chapter number 16 first. And we're going to start here at verse number 6 to kind of get the flow of the what's going on here. When it says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. So, Paul it, and those that were ministering with him, you know, they were traveling around, and you see how the Holy Ghost was actually directing where it was that they were going. You know, and this is you know something that you see happen in the book of Acts as the Holy Ghost was still ministering in this manner of having this direct intervention of you know, thing of okay, do this, don't do that. And how Think of that Paul and those who were with him wanted to go into certain areas. The Holy Ghost telling them, no, you're not to do this. However, you know, you're going to have this vision that's going to guide you towards going into Macedonia. Go to this region and minister unto them. You're going to see how that's going to continue on. You know, from this point of where th this occurs, we turn over to chapter number 19. And we're going to see how, you know, after these things have gone on, you know, Paul here in Acts 19, you know, you have the recording of him being in Ephesus. And we're going to skip down to verse number 21 of the chapter. And it says, after these things were ended, Paul purposed in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, <clears throat> to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. So we see how... There's an allusion to Paul's ministry there in Macedonia. We see how he sends Timothy and Erastus back over to Macedonia in order for them to you know, minister there. Now, this is not the first time, for example, that Timothy had been there. Because we see back, you turn a couple, you know, chapter back here to chapter number 18... Where Paul, you know, again had 
you know, send some people into Macedonia. We're just going to read verse 5 of Acts 18. It says, And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And now you have Paul in Corinth. You know, this is before what we had just read. And you have Silas and Timothy coming from Macedonia unto Paul. You know, chapter 19, which we had just read, you see him sending Timothy back into Macedonia. So these are individuals that Paul and those that were ministering the word of God with him had a lot of contact with these individuals. They were dear saints unto them and how they were trying to make sure that these individuals were being taken care of. You know, and that's a big part of, you know, when we look at the body of Christ is that we really should be making sure that the members of the body of Christ are being taken care of. And Paul in his epistles will make mention of these saints several times in his epistles here. Let's go to Romans chapter number 15. I'm going to see here in, in verse number 26 where it says, For it hath pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints which are at Jerusalem. So these saints in Macedonia and Achaia took up a collection for the poor saints at Jerusalem. Now, the reason why there were poor saints at Jerusalem is the fact that according to the program that they that was for the nation of Israel, they had sold all that they had, given it to the poor. They had all things in common because that was the program. And as Israel's program is being set aside, you know, they don't have those resources. God's not providing for them in that manner that had been looked at saying that this is what was going to go on. So there had to be a care for them. And Paul is saying that these saints are demonstrating that by the fact that they're taking up this collection. Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians. We're going to see a couple times here in this epistle that Paul's going to make a reference here to Macedonia. And here in 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, we're going to read here, and we'll just read again one verse here. We're going to read verse number 16. It says, And to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought on my way toward Judea. So, you see how as Paul's writing to these saints at Corinth, that he's speaking of how that as he's going into Macedonia, that he'll, you know, he's going to pass by them and then when he leaves Macedonia, that he's going to come 
unto the saints at Corinth. Now, let's turn over to chapter number 11 because, you know, now he's going to, you know, use this assembly as an example here to the saints at Corinth about the failures that they were having here in verse number 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. It says, And now when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. Now this is right after he had said in verse 8 how he had I robbed other churches taking wages of them to do you service. So he's, you know, really kind of, in a sense, verbally chastising these saints in Corinth over the fact that they had failed in their responsibility and that these other saints were picking up and doing things that they should have been doing and a way to really try to get the saints at Corinth to react in a manner to where they would have been doing these things as they should have. Now let's turn over to Philippians chapter number 4 that we're going to see here. We'll read verse number 15 You know, towards the end of this epistle here where Paul says, now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. So, again, making a reference to his trip into Macedonia to where you see this issue of that they were doing these things that they were that they could have been held up and seen that this is how that they should have you know that they were you know doing the right thing that they had seen the beginning of the gospel coming from there you know the these saints in Philippi were doing what they were supposed to do as opposed to what we've seen in Corinth but again he keeps bringing up these saints in Macedonia. 1 Timothy chapter 1. We see how, you know, even as Paul is writing these last epistles here to Timothy, that he's again, brings up Macedonia here in verse 3 as he's beginning the epistle. As I besought thee to abide still Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So, now this time, compared to where, okay, Paul had sent Timothy to Macedonia multiple times, now it's Paul going unto there. And Paul saying to Timothy, you're going to stay at Ephesus now, you're going to you know, build up these individuals. Now, you see how in the book of Acts, you know, 
you see Macedonia being mentioned multiple times. You know, and we, we had read the passage over in Acts 16 of where, you know, Paul had been, you know, seen the vision to go into Macedonia. You know, they, you know, so then you see how there's a thing of where they're actually going into that region. They're, they're ministering. Now, let's turn over to chapter number 20 because we're going to see how there's going to be a you know another trip that's being made into this region we start right at verse number one and after the uproar was ceased paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into macedonia and when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation he came into greece and there abode three months and when the jews laid wait for him as he was about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. So you see multiple times him going in and ministering unto these individuals or sending individuals to go and minister unto them to make sure that they were doing the right things according to the doctrine demonstrating this care for the saints you know something that we as the members of the body of Christ really should be trying to demonstrate that care for each other as well not just for the fact of okay I'm caring for those who are in my local assembly that there should be a care for all of the saints, all of those who are part of the body and trying to have that same care and, you know, trying to help meet the need that they would have. Now, the first need always is going to be where Paul talks about the fact that it was his responsibility to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery? So the need always goes back to making sure that the word of God rightly divided, the doctrine that was given to the Apostle Paul, making sure that that is the focus, making sure that that's where everybody is standing, making sure that that is where everybody is focused their ministry and is staying true to that doctrine and then everything else can actually start to follow from that. The rest of the care, you know, can actually start to happen. The problem that happens so many times when we look at things of how people interact with each other today is that there's division that people create. There's Things of where you know, separation of trying to stay away from certain people who are part of the body. And usually trying almost in a way making up reasons to keep themselves separated from other individuals. When the reality is we're all part of the body. We're all going to be 
with him reigning in the heavenly places for all eternity, we should be demonstrating that care towards one another. And that's where the Apostle Paul is really, you know, as he's writing this and holding up these saints here in Thessalonica as this example, that he's saying that you are actually able to do this. You've been doing these things. And next week we'll continue looking at some things here in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Now as we close here, I just like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of previous messages. We have information on how to join our Sunday service and our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're being broadcast on Facebook as well. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything on our broadcast, anything on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.